Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Purcell. And I'm Timothy Plain. Each week we discuss filmmaking topics and give you our point of view on them, not as experts, but as two filmmakers trying to figure it out for ourselves. Should we just not do the podcast today so you can just drive to LA? Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's, what, we haven't really done a solo episode in a while. What's going on with you, man? <laughs> I've been so afraid of this. Oh, moment. really? Why? <laughs> Actually talking about like what's going on <laughs> Why? with me. I don't want to talk about <laughs> what's not? going on Why with not? me. Why not? Are you embarrassed? I don't know, because I feel like it's the same old shit that you've been hearing for the past two years. Like, nothing's really changed. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a little bit embarrassing to come on the podcast week in, week out, and just say the same thing over and over again. But that's again. not true, though. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I feel like it. I feel like I it is. I don't think it is. I mean, you know. I'm getting sick of hearing myself talk. In the last, like... Three months, you've directed like twenty uh, web vi- commercials <laughs> for uh, major brands that you know you've never directed before. Before, and then that sounds and so then, amazing. I directed twenty. It's twenty in one project right, for two major brands, like huge yeah. brands. I mean, we can say I don't know why I'm not saying them. Tostitos and yeah, NFL. I mean, those just no one gets bigger than that. You know. I mean, and Xfinity and, and I was going to say going onto that, like, and then like, you know, a m- couple months later, you direct your first uh, broadcast spot that's actually being played on TV a- across the country for two completely different major brands, uh, Apple and Xfinity. Yeah. So I don't understand how you, you don't well, feel like, thank you for talking me up. I, I'm embarrassed to even say stuff Why? like that. I'm like, that's, I don't know. That's just like not my style to brag about things or to like say like what I've been working on. It's just, I don't know. It's just not my it's thing. Because it's so funny that you you come and say like, oh, I'm embarrassed to talk. I feel like I haven't changed two years, blah, blah, blah. And th- this whole year, all I think is like Timothy's killing it. He's actually directing things. He's doing, making his career happen. And I'm just sitting here producing and... I directed one <laughs> short film that was like a two minute thing and that's it, you know? Yeah, and so that's funny. You know, I just kind of feel like you're, you're extremely successful right now. And I feel like I need to like kind of get up to that level of production where I'm actually directing things, you know, regularly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the funny thing about this podcast is the premise of it has always been about feature films. So it feels like any time I can't say something about a feature film, it feels a little bit like a failure. Yeah, I think that's in your head though. Cause you know it's what I'm not saying? like, just because we're <laughs> saying making movies is hard, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like making a feature is hard. I mean. No, I know, but that's just, I feel like the audience expectations at this point. Is that we make Cause features. Cause that's kind of how we started. Right. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> in some ways, like if you're comparing, if, or if you're looking at the, the premise of the podcast and you're saying these guys want to make feature films, but then, they're coming on week in, week out and talking about the commercial opportunities that are coming up. I would feel like they're getting really distracted with this commercial stuff. Right. <laughs> but, but the reality for me is I'm really happy. Like I feel happier doing this than I felt in a long time. So it's like, it really feels like I've found a place that I belong. So like, I'm really satisfied right now and I'm like excited to keep doing this stuff and take bigger and bigger projects on and meanwhile on the feature film front um i don't remember the last time we talked about the feature film thing but i i remember at some point this year i told you at this point in time i just want to make a feature i don't care if it's good or bad i just want to like make it yeah and i said and i know that's going to change and i know i'm at some point i'm i'm going to like go back to i will only want to make a feature if it if i believe it's going to be good and i'm back there now (laughs) yeah like I don't want to put the work into it because I know how much work it's going to be. 
if I don't have an idea that's going to sustain me for the length of the project. But I also feel like there's kind of like two paths of like a the feature that I could potentially direct. And one would be like somebody just comes to me and says, hey, Timothy, I have a feature and here's $50,000. Like, let's go make it. And I'd be like, sure. Like, regardless of whether or not I thought it was the most amazing thing ever, I would I would go do that project. But if I'm going to have to raise the money and I'm going to have to like figure it all out, like spirit machine style, that's where I feel like, man, I got to come up with an idea that right. I feel really passionate about. Because to work on something for two years of your life and you don't feel that strongly about it, you'll just, you'll never make yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you're you know? always going to have to hustle for it. Even if someone does come for $50,000, yeah. it's, it's still going to be like, you know, you have to work hard to make that thing yeah. exist. It's a different premise, though, for some reason in my head. Like right. one's like a director for hire thing and then one's more of like a passion project. I mean, but they blur, right? Like even if, if someone is going gonna to come and say, hey, I have this thing I want to make here's some money. It's like, you're going to have to put as much energy into it as your passion project just to, to make it happen at all, you know? And then you're yeah. probably not going to, 50,000 is probably not going to be enough. And then you're going to want to raise more money. And then, you know, you're going to be in the same thing. It, it does. It is better to have that money for sure. But, um, I don't, it's not going to solve all problems. Are um, you talking about this from experience? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny that you said, I don't know if you said that cause you know my situation, but I mean, that's, that's kind of where I am right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't, when I, st- as I was, as I was saying it, I realized it was your situation, but I didn't knowingly go into that. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I if you're willing to talk about it, I'd love to hear well, from you, like, I can't really it, talk about I, the details. Uh, damn it! Of the project, I, I had a feeling you couldn't. <laughs> but yet. I mean, I can talk about it in terms. I think that'll be useful. I mean, because you know, it was it was kind of this thing came to me, and uh, it wasn't really a director for hire situation. It was more like, here's what I have. Here's what I want to do. Do you want to collaborate and do this together? You know, so it was basically going from a play. And three of us sitting down and saying, let's adapt this into a feature. And then, and then there's this money is there as well for it, you know, already. So like that, that's sort of the situation that I have, you know, so it's not necessarily like they're hiring me or he's hiring me, the, the, the playwright, you know, it's more like, I want this movie to exist. I like you. I like your work. I like, we have similar sensibilities. Let's make a movie together, you know? So that's sort of the the way it's my situation is i mean i'm sure there is a situation where someone just wants to hire you to direct their movie with a fifty thousand (laughs) dollar budget but i think it's always going to feel like a more of a collaboration and like we're all driving it forward but i you know i feel like if you're the one with the most like screenwriting experience which i mean i don't really have that much screenwriting experience but i mean (laughs) i've written movies and i've made movies so i mean that kind of qualifies you of the team that you're working exactly and the team that i'm working with so i mean i don't have any play experience these guys have you know written hundreds of plays and produced plays and directed plays so it's like you know that's their experience they're very different but we're just coming together to make this thing and yeah we'll see what happens and you know six months from now where where the project's at i kind of feel like that's going to be the thing the first thing i do most likely is going to be this but is it easier to work on something like that than it is for you to like kind of push your own project forward that you've kind of you birthed into the world i don't know i think it's equally difficult in different ways and Mm. i think if the other project wasn't also in development at the same time as i'm writing this it would be easier but since they're both at different stages, you know, um, I have to put energy into both of them at the same time. So they just, it just takes a lot of energy to push those two things forward and then also do all the business stuff uh, at the same time, you know? So 
Yeah. Yeah. Because like for me, the the experience that I have with this is like on over my dead body, somebody saying that they want to work with me on a script that they wrote and they put up the funding to go shoot it. Or even in the commercial stuff, I feel like is similar to like kind of what this idea in my head that maybe there's some feature film projects out there that you're more like attached as a director rather than being the the father of the project. You're yeah. like there to help facilitate. And it's not just you alone trying to make something happen, but you as a team and there's already some resources in place. So you're not starting from zero. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's a lot, a lot of how this works, you know, um, just from looking at, other production companies, um, projects and their slates, you know, on the, um, on the AFM websites and on their, on these, you know, production company websites. Cause they're not always, they don't always have directors attached and some do, some don't, you know. Um, but I feel like that's very much how it is. It's like the movie starts to gain traction. And then when you have a director on board, then like that will help bring more money. And, you know, hopefully your director is an asset, right? And like somebody who can actually yeah. bring money to the table. And my thought is like for us, we're never going to get to that level in, in the feature realm unless we, until you've directed it. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that, and that's sort yeah. of like what I'm like next year is all about for me is like just trying to direct a project, like not just develop it, not just work on it. Like that's what this year was about was the developing, doing the business and trying to raise the money, getting the fun started, you know, and I, and, and I realized very clearly that this will never stop. Like I'm going to be raising money and hustling and doing the business for the rest of my career because that's just part of it, yeah. you know? And I'm not like, you know, I think I used to think like, oh man, I just need to get past my first few projects and then <laughs> the business stuff right. will, will slide away. And, you know, after talking to people like Steven Bernstein and other uh, filmmakers we've had on the show, mm -hmm. uh, it's very clear that that doesn't ever stop no. um, unless you're no. a, a, among like the 1%. I mean, yeah, the, not the likely. Yeah, the in-demand directors. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. I mean, I just feel like I'm I'm learning a lot this year. I'm embracing a lot of this information that I'm uh, taking in, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to take it into you know whatever I do next into my just my whole filmmaking philosophy as well. I don't know. Money's great, but money is doesn't really solve everything always. You know. <laughs> no, I've learned that too. You've taught me that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyways, I just want to end on your little side thing, just saying that like, yeah, you should be very proud of where you're at. You know, you've directed, Thanks, man. you know, 22 spots, probably te technically when this is all done and then a yeah. music video, yeah. you know, so mm -hmm. that's, yeah, this year. So far, pretty that's, good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty really and good. With the, <laughs> with the stability of a full-time job with a salary. So I don't have to worry about like hustling for every single job, right. which I'm really liking because I feel like it allows me to be really choosy. And when I have the moments in between projects, I'm not stressing out about money. I'm more stressing out about like, creative stuff right you know and I, that's probably a better place to be so are you what are you doing with the creative thing now are you just happy to let it just be be its own thing are you trying are there do you have any goals on your creative projects or the film the filmmaking stuff like yeah short films short feature films, films. Feature films music videos you know if you were to peer in at my life right now you probably would think i was doing nothing but i'm doing a lot of stuff in my head um i'm kind of trying to figure out a few projects in my head and like how I can make them really good. And I feel like I have a lot of ideas, but they haven't qu quite coalesced into the solution yet. But um, it's a lot of ingesting material and less of doing stuff. Mm. That makes sense. And what's up with artifice? Are you, are you still working on that or is that kind of on That's, the side now? 
No, that's one of the ones that's in my head trying to figure out how to get past where I am with it. And are these projects, um, are some of them shorts or are they all feature length or what's, or do you not know yet with a lot of them? They're both features, but I haven't, I have kind of thought about a short film, not like anything specific, just more like over the last week. I think I was just thinking, I don't know if I'm ready to shoot my, a, a passion feature yet because I'm not sure I know what my voice is. Uh, and I wonder if I should do like at least one more short to figure out exactly what my voice is, or even just as an experiment before I jump into a feature. Interesting. Kind of really, because I have like a, ideas about where I want to go as a filmmaker, and some of them are a little scary for me because I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm capable of pulling that off. It's kind of like when Steven Spielberg did 1941 because he thought like he could do anything. He's like, I can do anything. I'm going to make a comedy, and then it completely. I don't think it's a complete failure, but I know most of the world thinks of that movie as a complete failure. I kind of feel like that in some ways, some of the stuff in my head, I'm like, that's what I want to go do. I'm like, but am I really capable of doing that? I don't know. Maybe I should go do a sample and just make sure. Right. That's interesting. I mean, I kind of feel like you can find your voice on anything. Like You don't necessarily need a short film to find your voice. I mean, unless you're willing to take that risk going into the feature. You know, as, as filmmakers, like we don't really know what our voices is. I mean, I don't know if you could even say, like, would Quentin Tarantino say he knows what his voice is? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, no I, don't I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's something that you ever really know. It's just maybe not know, maybe confidence in my voice. Yeah, or if you have like you know the passion for for a certain film that you like, you see it in your head, and you know how all the pieces are gonna fit. Like, I think that's right. the difference. Right. You know, like, and if you don't have that, then it's a little harder to go into a project. You know. Right. Um, the only the only experience that I can like really keep going back to and just seeing like how did that happen and how can I learn from that is the Spirit Machine and like that movie was so big and it was so ambitious and I feel like there was a feeling I had when I went into that film that I believe I need to have again in order to go into a project which is like total confidence that this movie is gonna work. You know, or total confidence that this is the movie I need to make or total confidence that like this is the story that I need to tell at that particular moment. And I feel like I have some stories that I'm like, yeah, those are cool stories. Like I, I'm really into like the vibe or the world, but I don't have the same passion behind it that I did with the spirit machine. And I feel like I need that passion or I need that confidence if I'm going to to pursue something. It's just kind of where my head's at. Right. I don't know if that's real or fake or if I'll ever find that again, but it just seems to me like any anyone that we've talked to on the podcast or that I've talked to off the podcast that has gone off and made a feature, they seem to me to have that same passion about their film that I had about mine when I made it. And I just feel like if you don't have it, you're just not going to do the right things to get it off the ground. And you're only going to half-ass it. And then you're just going to sit around complaining that it's not working out the way you thought it would. <laughs> right you know yeah you don't want that situation um <laughs> yeah i think you need to have that spark you need to have that that fire that flame because if you don't something that you're just like i'm not gonna stop i'm right. just gonna keep going well, i'm gonna do everything it takes to get this done it gets so challenging at times and there's gonna be different levels of challenge at every stage of the project so yeah you have to be able to push through those and you have to be willing yeah. to to sit down and or stand up and fight for it you know 
I, I was yeah. saying sit down as in like sit down um, at a meeting <laughs> and try to convince someone to give you money. That's what I've been doing a lot lately, um, which is uh, which is hard, you know, and uh, I think I've been getting, getting better at it every time. And I think that it's been good training ground getting ready to go to AFM because it's like I've, you know, immediately so- soft uh, targets, you know, friends and family, people who know me like that's kind of easy <laughs> to talk to. Um, I've had a couple with people who don't know me as well, but, uh, you know, I'm about to walk into a, a, a world where I'll be sitting down with people who I, I don't know me at all, probably yeah. never seen anything I've done, uh, yep. look at me probably as someone just at a, at a school, because that's how most people look at people who, who don't, who they don't know, you know, who are younger. They're just going <laughs> to assume that I don't have any experience or, you know, probably that I don't even do filmmaking for a living. So yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting <laughs> to, to talk to these people. And I, I, I have my, uh, you know, my first test, but tomorrow I've got a meeting at a production company in San Francisco, in LA. So I'm going to, it's like what, what they call a general meeting. It's my first general meeting. The water bottle tour. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's not a tour because it's only one. <laughs> right, but... water bottle meeting. <laughs> right. So you're you're in Oakland now, but you're driving to LA <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, shortly. Um, and then I'm uh, really lucky to get to meet up with uh, Liz Manichel, one of our previous guests. So oh, cool. get to see, meet her in person for the first time um, and then hopefully see some other people, you know, who live down there and, and spend some time, you know, just seeing people and hanging out. And then I have this meeting tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm prepared, you know, for it. And I, I definitely have some ideas, you know, and I'm not exactly sure what they're looking for. Like I've heard features maybe, but I know they do a lot of web series, you know, and short form content. So I'm trying to come up. I got a couple ideas um, for short form uh, style um, shows or series or whatever. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you're supposed to, you know, present stuff like that in a general meeting. I don't, I don't know. I would just ask a bunch of questions and just, you know, have them ask questions. And then if it feels like there's a time to pitch an idea, I would pitch it, but I would try not to go in with an agenda and just kind of like go in and just, it's, it's like meeting a filmmaker over a cup of coffee. You're just trying to get to know them and trying to find out what they do and what they're interested in. And if they say like, oh, you know, we're interested in horror comedies and you're like, oh, you know, I have a horror comedy. If you guys ever want to hear it, I mean, let me know. I'll send you a deck or I can pitch it to you right now or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Right. I'll just send you a deck. And it's like, yeah, run out and create a deck for it. You know, if I don't already have one. (laughs) Shows up on their desk an hour later. Right. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I I basically have like some rough ideas of like how stories that I already have like thought about and worked on like would fit into a, a web series. So I'm thinking about like if it does come up, I at least have a few things that I could present as like ideas for like this would make a great web series or this would make a great web series. And I, I think I want to have three just in case. And I mean, and they might not. Like you said, none of them might ever come up potentially, but at least if I have them, then I can. Yeah, you gotta know. be prepared. And then, of course, I'm sure they'll ask me what I'm working on, and I'll probably, and I'll talk about the alternate, and I'll talk about terms of use, you know, the two features that I have. But I don't know how interested they're gonna be in those because, yeah, they're they're definitely features and terms of use. Well, see, the thing is, since I'm working with partners, I probably can't even that that's probably not so malleable, you know, and then the alternate is already, there's already funds for it. So I can't really be like, Oh yeah, let's just take the alternate, make it a web series. It's like, I don't think we could do that. You know? So those projects are probably going to be what they are. And I could talk about them, but like, I don't think that, I don't know. They might not be interested in that. Cause they're not, I don't know if they're within what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but we'll see. We got 10 minutes before you got to go. So, you know, do you want to jump into <laughs> AFM or you want to talk, how, do you have some other stuff you want to well, talk, talk about? Like, about what's going on with let's you? talk about AFM. Um, so yeah. we've been talking about AFM for probably two years because I feel like one of the reasons this podcast happened was because we were talking about AFM in the parking lot after that over my dead body meeting. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering whether or not you should go. And then I think this podcast was kind of like born out of that conversation. Oh, yeah. That's funny. You know, just like we we're just sitting there talking and talking and talking about the pluses and minuses of going. And then you're like, you know, we should like do podcasts where it's like these kind of conversations. Yeah, because I mean, I had been looking for a podcast um, like this basically at the time. And so I could get answers like, should I go to AFM or not? You know, because <laughs> right. I had no idea it, what, it, you know, if that's the thing for me. Um, right. And then so we skirted around the issue for a while asking other guests, yeah. should we go to AFM? And you finally pulled the trigger. What made you finally do it? I, I don't know. I guess it's because I actually have projects now that um, are are worth bringing to, to a market or, or bringing to people. Like I think the alternates in, at a stage of development where it's ready to go. Like I have a lot of materials. I've got concept art. I've got a concept poster. I actually have money raised for the project now. I've got a script I believe in, a story I believe in. And then a lot, a lot of people that I've been talking to trying to get meetings at AFM, a lot of people are asking for star attachments and things like that. And I haven't gotten that far with it. And, you know, we've, we've heard various things from different people about that might not be a good idea anyways to try to get an LOI because if you attach an actor to your movie, maybe that actor is not going to be able to sell it in the way that you think they are. And, you know, at, at our level, you know, we can't attach surefire stars to, to projects. So it's sort of like whoever we can get, like they're probably not going to be all that great anyways. You know, not necessarily that wouldn't be great actors, but they wouldn't necessarily be great um, as uh ways to bring money into the project you know that's okay we'll just edit that right out of the episode right you never want an actor to hear what you just said well <laughs> i'm just kidding well you, i mean <laughs> you know they are sensitive i you know i've been talking to some actors lately and you know they, they get really sensitive about this stuff but i mean you know it's it's unfortunate that that's what a lot of uh, producers want is they want stars and they want you know you have to kind of use actors like a tool to get a project made and that's you know i you'd rather just have an actor be a creative person that you know you, you're in you want them you know to bring a character to life and that's it but you know it's not you know that's not the only thing that they yeah. do sadly unfortunately not so i mean that's one thing is the alternate felt ready um and then i guess i've been talking about it for so long I actually have time to go this year. Like, I kind of feel like I'm going to keep on hearing the same thing for the rest of my career. Like, some people are going to say, yes, you should go. Some people are going to say, filmmakers don't belong there. Leave it to the agents and the managers and the producers or, or whatnot, you know, the development people. Some people are going to say, don't go until you have a finished film. But I've heard enough positive stories from people and... It just sounds like if I want to get into the business of filmmaking, which is like part of my whole goal is like to go from being an artist to like, you know, actually part of the show business side of things, not just the the show or the the filmmaking part, then I should just go to AFM because I'll learn a lot about the business just by being there, even if I can't raise yeah, money, sure. you know? So yeah, I mean, it's all those reasons. And this is also because I've talked about it for so long. I've wanted to go forever and I just never have. It's like, you know, better, no better time to, to start than now, you know? Go figure it out for yourself. Yeah, see what We're it is. We're just two filmmakers trying to figure it out for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, and I keep on... Yeah, I keep on asking people about it and it's like, well, now I should just go and experience it and, yeah. um, you know... uh 
hopefully bring some answers back to the podcast of what it's like and uh you know see see what i learn and see if i it's like something i'll go back to next year or something i'll only go back to if i have a finished movie or yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes but i'm I'm excited it's gonna be a lot of fun i think and uh i i haven't really i wonder what my prep level has been like i kind of feel like i've done a pretty good job of prepping for it but also i feel like there's a lot more that i could do or could have done and i mean there's still a week so i could still do some more stuff but i mean i'm driving to la today and gonna be coming back on thursday and i have other things going on so it's gonna be kind of hard to put a lot more prep into it but I feel like I've done a pretty good job preparing myself for the conference, you know, and getting ready. Yeah. Just so the listeners understand the timeline of what we're talking about. Today's Tuesday, the week before AFM. Right. You're driving to LA. You're coming back the same Thursday. Yeah. And then AFM for everyone who's listening is going to be like the coming up Wednesday. Does it yeah. start like it's like Wednesday through Sunday or something it's like Wednesday that? It's Wednesday the first through Tuesday the seventh. So it's a full week. Oh wow. Um, and how long are you going for? The full week. Oh, wow. I decided to go for the whole Mamma Jamma. I was like... "What?" You really dove in deep. Well, I was waffling on it. I was like, well, should I just do the four days? Do, uh, I think it's Saturday through through Tuesday. But then I heard from some people um, years ago that there's no point to going the last four days because all the major repeat players, all the decision makers are only there for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you actually want to have anything happen with your project, like you have to be there the first three days, which I don't even know if that matters for me because I'm not, I'm not a big player. I'm just going after the minnows, man. Like I just want a little, little production companies, like, you know, little support. Like I'm not trying to go after the big boys or and girls or whatever. So that's one reason that I did that. And then also just because if you decide that you have to be there through the full thing, through win, like for Wednesday through like at least Wednesday through Sunday, there's no Wednesday through Sunday ticket. It's either Saturday through Tuesday, or you can pick two days out of the whole thing. Or it's like, yeah, you go for the whole deal, like Wednesday through Tuesday. So that's like, okay, well, I'm going to do that Wednesday through Tuesday. And that's a certain amount of money. And then you're like, okay, well, it's like 800 bucks or something for that. And then, oh, there's all these conferences and all these um, workshops and all these lectures and, and presentations and stuff. Oh, I only get one if I get that thing for 800 bucks. Oh, 200 more dollars and then I get all of them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the 200 <laughs> more dollars, you know? <laughs> so they sort of just upsell me through what you're, what you get access to. So I ended Your up. system worked. Yeah. So I ended up getting the second level of the, b- before the highest. So like the highest is like 1500 bucks. And then like, that's every little thing. And then the one I got was like a thousand dollars. So, okay. you know. Full deal. And so AFM in my head is mostly a marketplace for distributors to buy finished films, right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what its ma- its main purpose is? Seems like it, yeah. Okay, but then some people go there, like because in your case you don't have a finished film, no. you really just have. And I don't know if this is the right term, projects and development. I don't know yeah. when a project turns into development and when it's just a script. But let's say you have projects and development. Yeah. What's the opportunity for somebody like at your level? Do you know, or is that part of the reason you're going to find out? Uh, I've been told very slim chance is what I've been hearing from everybody that like there are development deals made at AFM, but for the most part, um, it's people trying to sell their slate or people who've already decided what their slate is and they're presenting it to other, um, you know, investors or distributors or, or buyers, you know, gotcha. You know, I, I emailed about a hundred 
plus companies, probably like 110 from the, the film catalog uh, mm-hmm. list of exhibitors, you know. Uh, which is public, you know, anyone has access to it. Um, you know, I didn't get access to a special list by, by buying a ticket or anything. Um, it's just on their website. And, uh, and yeah, I went through that list. I picked all the companies that were relevant to me, which meant like they had to be not just distributors. They had to be also financiers, producers, interested in co-productions, something besides just acquiring finished films. And then they also had to have some interest in genre. So those are like the two criteria that qualify me to send them an email. And so yeah, cool. I went through that and I created this this list of, of yeah, whatever, 100 plus companies. I just sent like somewhere between 10 and 20 emails a day, like all last week and then uh, the week before too. Um, and how many did you hear back from? I probably heard back total from around 25, 30, maybe. Yeah, oh, nice. 20, um, 25%. But then, you know, half of those were no's or that were not, <laughs> were not interested. <laughs> well, at least they got back to you. That's nice. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not interested in, in, in films of development. Um, a handful were like, um, what is your project? We need more information. And then I would send them. And then, uh, you know, of that about half of them wouldn't get back to me. And then the other half would say, um, we don't take movies on with that small of a budget. Um, <laughs> well, you know, can I ask what budget you said in your email under two fifty? And then what, what did your email say? Was it kind of like a pitch of like, here's why I want to talk to you. Well, well, which email, the first email or the email explaining the project? I guess your, yeah, your initial email and then the people that wrote you back, how did you respond? Okay. So, I mean, I'll just read you an email that I, one of the emails I've sent to people just for fun. So I find whoever it is, the person I should be talking to, the person who does, I would pick development people if they if they had development in their title acquisitions in their title production in their title but like those three mainly that's like that's the kind of people that i would target and then i would so I'd find that person and if they didn't have a direct email available then i would you know send it to the general email and then i would say hello my name is all Purcell and i'm a producer director with a number of sci-fi films in development if they're interested in horror i would say sci-fi horror you know usually just say sci-fi and then i say i'll be attending afm and i would love to set up a meeting with and then i would enter the person's name if i if this is just to a general email it'd be like i would like to set up a meeting with Susie glacier from you know blank production company to present my sci-fi thriller the alternate and then i would continue to say i have partial funding secured for the film and based on incredible track record of stellar films including sci-fi i think you might be the perfect partner for this film let me know what date and time works for a meeting and i look forward to hearing from you so that's like my email yeah like four four lines and then um depending on the company and what they've done i would change that uh, second to last line to include like you know, based on your films and then like list the films that are like within the same genre as me that right. I see on their site. So it's not so generic. Or if I'd read their explanation, if they say we're really interested in up and coming filmmakers with genre projects, which like some of them actually said just that or like something close to that. <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah. based on your interest in working with young filmmakers, I think me and my film, blah, 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 you know, and I would just do do it like that, you know, and like try to pick out something individual within each a company that I'm emailing and send it to them. If I did have a direct email to somebody, then I would address it directly to them and ask them 
for a meeting specifically. So that was sort of how, how I did it. And I, I did email some CEOs and some presidents of the company directly just because if there was no person that seemed like if it was always just a salesperson or distribution, like those people, like I just don't even bother because it's like, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not interested in talking to me at this, at this stage anyways. Right. But then, so then I would just email the CEO or the head of the company because if, if it was a company that said they did financing and worked with films and development and blah, 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 and we, we produce this many films a year or whatever, then I would email the president in that case. Um, sometimes people would get back to me and it would be like an assistant and they would be like, well, you know, Charlie, Brown uh, doesn't have time to meet with you, but uh, XYZ person is going to AFM and they would love to set up a meeting, you know? And so that happened a couple times and then I would get a meeting with that person instead. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So are you meeting with any distributors? I'm meeting with some companies that do distribution as well. I mean, I think almost all of them also do distribution, but they also do um, production um, gotcha. and some level of development. Yeah. The reason I ask is because I feel like one of the opportunities of going to AFM with a project that you haven't started shooting is just to ask like, what's the market like out there and like right. what kind of films are selling. And if I was going to go out and make like a sci-fi thriller, what are some components that I might, might need to think about before I shoot my film to make right. sure that it sells well, you know, yeah. ask some of the questions. So that way in the back end, when you do have the film, you can go either you have the relationships with distributors that you can go to and talk to, or at least you kind of know like what the market is looking for right i mean i think almost all the uh, companies that i um i'm, I'm meeting with is do some level of distribution you know so i'll be able to ask that question i mean i didn't want to like set up meetings with di distributors and waste their time if i don't yeah, actually have that a movie would be kind of a time you know, waste. Like, oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna run into so many of them oh yeah i mean i'm, I'm there so i guess well, the way it works is there's all these offices um in all these different hotel rooms um in the hotel that they host the thing in so every all the exhibitors they all have different rooms right and then as uh the the badge level that I have, I have access to the exhibitor floor. So that's where I'm going to have all my meetings. It's all in these different offices. So um, a friend of mine went last year and he got about six meetings set up beforehand and he got kind of figured that, oh, well, you know, I'll be able to just pop in and have meetings with people, you know, because, you know, I'll be just going by their offices. And he said that he did pop ins at all these places and that like oftentimes there was either no one there or they were so busy talking to other people that like you couldn't even really introduce yourself, you know, so it was really kind of challenging for him to just set up meetings on the fly, you know? So then after talking to him, I was like, wow, I really need to set up meetings. So that's when I got serious and I sent, like I had sent like probably 10 emails before that. And then when I, when I had that <laughs> meeting with my friend, I was like, okay, time to get serious. So then I started just hitting it hard. And yeah, I sent over, yeah, well over a hundred emails to people. So I, I talked a little bit about how many um, responses I got back, but mm -hmm. what it's led to is about roughly 12 meetings. Um, that I have okay, set up. Cool. Um, so That's I feel like, yeah, I feel pretty good. And I talked to our previous guest, Ben Yenny, who goes to AFM every year. I think he's been going like six years. And I asked him, like, is, is that is that pretty good? And he's like, for a film and development, that's very good. <laughs> he should be happy that you have that many meetings. I was like, <laughs> right. yes, hooray. <laughs> so I feel like I'm going in with plenty to do and plenty of people to talk to. And it's nice, too, because they're all kind of spread out. Like, I have, like, two the first day 
two the second day, one the third day, one the fourth day. I don't know if I have any the fifth day, but then the last two days, I have like four, I think four the last day and then like two or three the, the second to last day. That's so cool. Which is like, I think what a lot of companies do is they spend the first five days of, of the um, conference like just trying to sell films as hard as they can. And then the yeah. last two, they're like, okay, well, all the big deals have been made. We're all our main work is done. Okay. Now we'll talk to people about projects and development. You know, these yeah. are the days set aside for, for people who are producing things. That's great. So when are we going to check in with you during the event? Well, have we set a time yet? Not yet, but I think in order to make the release of our podcast, we should probably do it on Friday or th- maybe Thursday, but I think Friday would be better because I would have more of a sense of the event by then, or even Saturday if you're willing to, because you have to edit that week, right? Yeah, why don't we do it like Saturday mornings because you start on Wednesday, so you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That'll be like three full days, and then <laughs> right. we can talk Saturday morning, and then like, y'all just edit the episode that day. <laughs> okay. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that, that sounds great. I mean, and Friday night is, uh, they, so they have this thing called the Carousel Lounge, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, this cocktail hour we have it every night and as a as an AFM member unless you get like if you buy the mega mega like most expensive badge like 1500 bucks you can get access to it every night but otherwise you only get one night in the carousel lounge and you pick when you buy your badge uh-huh. so like I picked Friday night you know so Friday night I'll be yeah going to this schmoozy boozy party <laughs> I don't know what the hell it's gonna be like but um, I'll, I'll be able to talk about it <laughs> okay cool that's perfect morning. well I'm excited so yeah. what are your expectations so we can compare like what you think is gonna happen and then what actually Actually happens after talking to a whole bunch of people and and sort of knowing what AFM is like. My expectations are I wouldn't I don't would say low because it's not really low or high. It's more like I, I basically expect just to meet people and hopefully get some answers to some questions like about my movie and you know raising money for movies in general and then hopefully like you're saying get some answers on distribution as well. I'm really just hoping to meet a lot of people and and have a good time. Like I want to have fun. Like I don't want it to be this nervous like uncomfortable like Sally sort of experience for me. Like I know I that- feel like you're in the best place for that though because you have nothing to lose all you have is to gain right (laughs) Right, it's not like you have a movie that you're like man if i don't walk away with the deal i've lost everything it's like you have nothing now and if you leave with nothing right no harm no no harm no foul well all you need to walk away with is information (laughs) yeah i have a little bit more than nothing which is nice like i have you know two projects (laughs) with partial funding which feels pretty good and you know kind of knowing sorry Elric, i didn't mean to diminish your accomplishments no that's fine i guess i I just meant like you're not going to walk into afm and and lose anything that you already have no no i and then i'm not in a situation where like you're saying like i have to sell this movie or i'm gonna you know get killed by debitors or right uh, your your movie's gonna gonna... happen one way or another afm is only gonna help it's not gonna hurt you i don't know we'll see what happens i mean i'm just excited to go and and i think like back to the fun thing it's like i think being positive and having a good time that's the only way (laughs) like if if you're gonna go there nervous or (laughs) with like high expectations Uh of like you're really like i've got the best movies and if no one buys them oh my gosh it's so stupid you know like (laughs) i think you just gotta go and have a good time and just be willing to shake a lot of hands and talk to a lot of people and i think having the meetings like even if i had like three meetings set beforehand i would feel really good because it's like at least i have some business to do you know but 
the fact that I have over 10, it feels good because it's like now I'll get to sit down with, with these different people and get more practice pitching and talking and get into the environment and see what it's like. Like a friend of mine who did this, so a friend of mine did this exact same thing last year and he came out with just a lot of experience and, and, and no actual funds or not. I don't, well, I don't really know, but like, I don't think he had got much raised for it after it. But yeah, he was saying like, you know, he had had this whole spiel prepared and this whole sort of explanation of his movie. And like, uh-huh. it was kind of a whole presentation. And then like, you know, in the end, when he got in these meetings, it's like you have a 15 minute meeting, a 15 minute block, and they really want to hear your movie in two minutes. You know, they just want you to <laughs> yeah. get it out so they can hear what it's about. And then they can decide really quickly if they want to, you know, talk to you more about it or not. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like from doing those pitches I did at the end of last year, um, those uh, executive pitches online or whatever, where you had like eight minutes and then like five yeah, of them were right. supposed to be the pitch and then three were like for feedback or whatever. That's I good think practice for this. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited to report back, give everyone an inside take of what AFM really is. I feel like from just talking to people on Facebook, most of the people that I know in my network who have gone have just like done the lobby experience or paid for one day or done the pitch workshop or something, but like haven't actually spent the money to do the whole event or whatever, or they've done the the last four days or something like that. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to like be immersed in it and see what it's really like if you do the whole experience and then be able to report back like what that's like and meet people on the lobby and see what they're about and see what people are doing. And I'm a little nervous because like, I don't really know what the dress code is for AFM. And I, I, I read on some party that I, that I don't know if I was invited to, but I just saw like an AFM party and it said like dress codes strictly enforced, like no jeans, slacks only. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God, are people going to be wearing suits to this thing? Like, do I have to wear a suit? Like, geez. So I'm going to bring a suit, but I'm going to wear like my like kind of black, like what I wear for a shoot, you know, like black jeans and like a button up, you know, um, just to be whatever, somewhat professional. And then it's very clear that people are wearing suits every day. <laughs> like maybe I'll try to dress up a little bit for the next I day. I can't imagine but, like in the film business that people are. Well, the agents and the, and the producers and the lawyers, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I know agents are big suit wearers, but I think producers like, do they wear suits? I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out next week. We'll get to yeah. get the whole lowdown. Um, and the other all thing I'm excited. going deep undercover for you, the listener. <laughs> right. Not undercover at all, but um, at least going deep. <laughs> are you going to bring some cards out for making movies as hard and tell people about your podcast? I We didn't make any making movies as hard We still cards. don't have business cards. I made or even new... just like flyers or something to tell people like here's our podcast you <laughs> right. check it out. I made new business cards for myself. Um, what did you put as your label? Did you say like I said producer, producer director, r- r- writer? Or, no, no, producer, director, editor. I think. So you left um, the director editor on there. I think so. Yeah. But didn't Ben tell us to like only put producer, like to go yeah, as a producer? I'm not going to listen to him about yeah. that. I he mean, know what he's talking about. I mean, I know Ben. Ben, you're listening. <laughs> I know you know a lot about what you're talking about. I mean, um, but I just feel way. like for me, it's like that's why I put producer first. You know, so it's just like the kind of, and I kind of feel like that's the order anyways. Because like first the movie's produced, then it's directed, and then it's edited. So I kind of feel like that just makes sense. You know, on a business yeah. card. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to hide that I'm a director. Like that's like my identity in a lot of ways, you know, but I'm also a producer too. And I feel like I'm sort of embracing that more and more. Like I really enjoyed producing your music video earlier this year and producing these commercials has been really fun. Or I should say being a producer on the commercials because I was not 
not the only producer. <laughs> so many producers. So many producers. I'm probably going to produce an, another short film for another friend of mine this fall, probably, or uh, winter, I guess, at this point. So that's cool. But yeah, so I think like I ident- identify with both. And as I introduce myself to people, I'll probably be able to lead with the producing and then like, yeah, and I am attached to direct two of these projects, you know? Yeah. And do it that way. But yeah, That's the cool. other thing I wanted to say, last thing, was yeah. just, um, you know, hopefully I'll be getting some guests too, because I'll talk about the podcast and then be like, hey, you know, we haven't had an agent on yet, or hey, we haven't had a manager on, or hey, we haven't had this kind of a filmmaker on yet, or producer, and, and sh- share them on the show, because I think that would be really interesting just to talk to other people who are there, be like, why are you at AFM? Why do you go to AFM? What do you have you, you know, what have you learned from this, this conference? And why do you think other people should go or not go to this thing, you know, and kind of see what people have to say about it. Cause I think it's a, it's a really interesting event. And I think there's a lot of filmmakers like us who are curious about it and, you know, going to film festivals. I, I met some filmmakers, some East coast filmmakers, and they were like talking about going to AFM years ago. And I don't know if they ever did, but like, I think a lot of people like see it as this thing, like, yeah, like we can go with a trailer and get a movie made or yeah, we can go and <laughs> sell this yeah. and like m- make a deal or whatever. And, I don't know how much of that actually happens, um, but I'm curious to know if I can meet some people who've had that kind of success. Like maybe I can meet somebody who has sold something at AFM before and has made a deal and then be like, oh, what was that like? And get that whole experience. Yeah. Well, it's definitely like one of those markets that everyone knows about. Yeah, totally. Because I think it's like there's only like three or four film markets across the world for different regions. And this is like the one for North America. Yeah, totally. Well, it's exciting, dude. I'm glad you finally pulled the trigger and you're going to do it and you're going to bring back the information because God knows I would never do this. You'd never go? You don't think you'd ever go? I have no interest in this. This sounds terrible. Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) It's like my worst nightmare. Right. I have a hard enough time talking to people at parties that I know much less people that I've never met before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm really curious to, to find out like how useful is it for us as filmmakers? Like, mm-hmm. is it really going to be something that is going to help me get my movies made or is it just going to be just sort of helpful in a more passive way? That's not directly in, impacting the movies, you know? Yeah. I'm guessing we'll it has a lot to do with, different types of people and that for some people it's going to be it's going to really help and for other people it's not and probably a lot depends on how you interact with people and kind of your skills at networking and and making friends quickly yeah which i think you're good at so this might actually be very useful for you (laughs) yeah i guess we'll we'll find out right yeah all right well we have itunes reviews um let's do it do you do you want to read the first one i believe the last itunes review we read was the one where it said Ulrich is great (laughs) <laughs> yeah so right. these these are making up for that that we have uh three five-star reviews the first one is from <laughs> axel Jimenez. the review title is great podcast it says love listening to this podcast on my way home from film school and heavy traffic i've learned so much from just hearing them talk about their experiences and also the experiences of the people they bring on to interview It is really motivational to hear other filmmakers talk and ask each other questions in a way that parallels the audiences. Ulrich and Timothy are completely humble in their approach to this podcast and makes their listeners feel like a peer rather than someone who needs to listen to their professional, quote unquote, professional advice. Keep up the great work, guys. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much, um, Alex, for that. Um, Axel. Axel. Thanks, Axel. Sorry, Axel. Thank you, Axel. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad that people in film school are listening to us because I, know, I wish awesome. I could listen to somebody like like this um, in film school or the Little just shoot guys. Of reality. Yeah, totally. 
Um, all right. Uh, you, should I read the next one? Yeah. All right. This is Good for All by Dan McBride Films. It's interesting to discover that no matter what level you are at, the issues facing filmmakers are all relatively the same thing, which gives me great hope. This podcast is full of gems and great tidbits to help any filmmaker at any level. Good work, guys. It says good works, guys. Good work, guys. Um, Don't make fun of Dan's spelling. No, I'm sorry. He left a nice um, review, and I'm glad that the the message of the podcast is coming through that no matter what level you're at, the issues are all pretty much the same. That's like something that I've been trying to communicate with this podcast since the beginning. So I'm glad it's coming through. Yeah, thanks so much, Dan McBride Films. Really appreciate it. And yeah, I don't know what level um, you're working at. Um, and it's funny you saying Dan McBride because we all know a very famous Danny McBride. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any relation there, but uh yeah, I mean, it's really cool just to get any feedback. And yeah, I'd love to see what, what kind of movies these guys are working on, you know? So please send us an email. Um, send us an email with a link. We'd love to check them out. Um, but yeah, awesome review. You want to do the last one? Yeah, so the last one is Can't Get Enough by Corey Koken. As a 20 plus year vet in the industry, this podcast makes me smile, laugh, cringe, cry, throw stuff at my phone, dance with joy, but most of all, it makes me feel sane and normal in an industry that is anything but normal. Thanks for taking us along on your roller coaster ride. Hell yeah. Thanks, wow. Corey. Yeah, thanks, Corey. That's another reason this podcast exists. So everyone knows they're not alone. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's kind of our whole point is uh, to, you know, just have a little shared, uh, share the experience with others, you know, and hopefully it's a shared experience on the other end too, that, you know, not, we're not the only ones going through these things. Yeah. Which um, is why these, these reviews and also like you guys leaving comments on Facebook or on our website or sending us email, like all that stuff is really important because we put the message out that you guys aren't alone, but we also like to hear that from you. So we, we like getting those messages to tell us that we're not alone too. <laughs> right. So keep exactly. them coming. Yeah, that's a circular um, experience <laughs> that we're not just talking one way, that we're getting information back. Yeah. It's been really cool. Cool, man. Well, do you have any last things to say, anything to talk about, anything you want to share on the show? We haven't shared anything in a million years. Gosh, I, not on my end, but what about you? Um, well, I, I've been playing tons of video games in my downtime, but I just started playing Bioshock again for like the, the original? second time. The original. Got the remastered version on PS4, which is really beautiful looking considering how old the game is. And uh, yeah, man, it's just as scary and fun as it was the first time where we'd be playing this last night and Beth is just screaming her head off. Um, <laughs> and there's like things that happen that we that I don't remember, you know, like scares that that will come up that I completely forgot about. There's ones that I remember that are still scary. Um, but yeah, it's just a really, really well made game. It's a good franchise. Yeah, the franchise is great too. I like that like, last one. Is a Bioshock Infinite? Yeah, that's that probably so my good. least favorite of all of them. Really? But, um, oh man, I love that one. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, I'm, we're gonna replay that one too because you know we we got the PS3 version, but now we have the PS4 version. So yeah, it'll be like fun. The Barbershop too. Quartet singing "God God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Yeah, and I think there's like maybe a Depeche Mode song they sang too. Like there was this really cool like <laughs> mixing of universes. I thought yeah, it was cool. yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, I like it for sure. It's just I didn't, don't think it was at the same level as the original. I mean, it's also a very different game. It's not yeah. horror in the same way. And they're no. really into like building their universe, and they did a really good job of creating that world, you know? But um, yeah, just very different. 
But anyways, Bioshock. If you haven't played them yet, uh, you should play them because they're amazing. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor, man. <laughs> um, also, Happy Death Death Day rocks. Everyone should go see Happy Death Day. That was really fun too. Yeah, I, I saw movie. the trailer and was like, "That seems like a movie I'd like." Oh yeah, you definitely. So I'm glad like that it. you said that you like that you liked it because it made, makes me want to see it a lot now. Nice, awesome. All right, let's t- take us out, Timothy. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Tune in next week when we hear from Ulrich about how things are going at AFM. We'll talk to him three days into it. Um, and then, you know, check out our website. We'll have links to things that we talked about this week's episode. Um, making movies is hard.com. You can find, you can email us at podcast at making movies is hard.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook with the handle at MMIH podcast. And then please, if you like the show, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Cause we love those or, you know, just send us an email. Let us know what you think. Thanks all Rick. This is fun. Thanks, Timothy. And yeah, can't wait to tell you how this all goes um, in about a week. It'll be fun. All right. Talk to you guys next week. See ya.